He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. All right, <laughs> we're back with another Here We Are episode. Uh, and yes, that was a Slick Talk intro that played, but this is Here We Are with Daniel Cruz, myself. Uh, so Daniel, my man, it's great to see you again. How are you doing? Good to see you, Will. I'm a little slightly less dead or more alive than I was last week, but um, just a little. I think that's just because I'm in a goofy mood, so let's get weird. Yeah, let's get weird. Let's get weird on this podcast. Um I, yeah, if you're watching, this is like my uh, not normal attire. I, this is my shirt that I wear when I don't want to get dressed like a regular grown-up human being. It's like, ah, eh, this is easy. I'll just grab this and put it on and put my flip-flops on and, and have a great day. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, goofy. Hey, it's uh, Aloha Casual. Aloha Casual. That's, that's, that's a little Aloha Formal, actually. Uh, maybe if I undo a button. I mean, if you if you live in Hawaii, you can show up to a like any meeting in that shirt and khakis, and you're good to go. It's crazy, like banker, like bankers, like everything is just Aloha shirt is formal attire in Hawaii. I live in the wrong state then, so I need to get to Hawaii right now. Same, Hi, moving international, oh, not international, I'm still in this country. Dang it! Ah, dang it! I got bombarded by my own dumb brain sometimes. Uh, well, let's jump in because like last week. We covered your time with Techstars, the journey that Wash B&B is going through, um, a little bit behind the scenes, what you're building uh, through the Techstars Mentor Madness weeks that you're going through. So catch us up. What has happened in the second week of Mentor Madness? Um, we're 40. I just finished my 40th meeting this week with prospective mentors. Um, and they're awesome. Like I, I, I can't speak as an introvert, this is hard, like sitting in 20 or 10, 20 minute meetings in a five hour session is really, really hard. It's draining. Um, but it's also as somebody that's learned to be more of an ambivert, it's also energizing to talk to new people, to hear their experiences. I mean, today there was like a founder who just sold his business for dozens of millions of dollars. Um, and then there were like great strategy people who've got, um, you know, consulting backgrounds, uh, other founders, a couple of investors in there. One's in control of a $300 million um, early stage fund. And like to have access to those people who are just willing to give you 20 minutes of their time and then willing to give you hours of their time as we go through Techstars and willing to form a relationship with you just because you're an early stage founder. It's like pretty, pretty crazy. Um, it's draining, but it's also really valuable to us. And I can take a lot of questions to our business about our business or things that we're questioning like should we pitch it this way should we intro ourselves this way should we focus on growing atlanta or milwaukee like what are those like things and by getting enough shots on goal we're getting enough data points really to to i think hopefully make some right decisions instead of the wrong ones 100 percent. well and the whole like foundation of techstars being that's supposed to give you a, a platform of success like it's not supposed to be like hey we've invested in your company now go go make money for us it's uh, like you know, the stat of 50% of people that start a business end up quitting within the first year. So, you know, it's pretty low numbers. Uh, and that, the whole point of them putting you through this rigorous program is like, 
look, we want to increase that number of 50% into, you know, 75, 80, maybe 90%, 95 uh, of success. So that way, you know, more businesses end up thriving rather than crashing and burning within their early stage. So, yeah. And if you're not, if you don't have the good fortune that like we had to get in Techstars or other similar business accelerators, I was talking with Jesse DePinto. We just talked about this um, from Front Desk, one of the founders of Front Desk. And he called me after our last episode and said, hey, I would love to learn more about what's going on at Techstars. How structured is it? They just hired a new um, product manager and they're looking to help get him like more startup experience and exposure. And I was like, you know, I think anybody could do this. Call if you have investors in your business, call them and say, hey, I want to put together a little mentor madness. I've got some new hires or we have some people in the company that have never worked at startups and um, could use a little bit of mentorship. Put together like five 20 minute meetings to just hear you pitch your business to get better at the, you know, the elevator pitch rolling off the tongue the right way get some diversity between like investors and operators and former CEOs. It's really like, I, I feel like if you ask people to do this, they'll be like, oh yeah, I got 20 minutes to, that sounds like a fun, interesting conversation. Maybe you'll get a lifelong mentor out of it. Maybe you'll get you know, your next investor out of it. Maybe you'll source your new idea out of it. So I think this is something that anybody can replicate, like take something that Techstars does really well and do it a little mini version of yourself. Um, yeah. Just take some time and, and the gumption to ask some people. For sure. And and shout out to Jesse and, and their whole team for I think they just announced today was that they raised seven million in funding as well. So like they're going through that whole. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I saw on uh, front desk raises seven million. So good job to them. And that's a big shout out. Good. Uh, I my, invoice. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then I was going to say you and I actually planned on talking about this because you asked me like, hey, what was that mastermind class thing that you went through? Um, but there's actually a short-term rental accelerator. Um, it's a little bit different. It's not like Techstars, but they really do give you a lot of cool tools and resources. They bring in a lot of uh, partnerships with service providers, such as you know property management softwares, back-end maintenance and housekeeping software, such as Breezeway, um, and a few other things. And they and they do some really cool stuff and uh, accommodation or not accommodation uh, accountability pods every week. Um, so Jasper Rivers, Eric Moeller. Uh, the STR Legends guys put this together, and it's called Legends X, and it's an accelerator uh, for new, you know, mostly new, hectic hosts is what they call them. Uh, you know, the people that have one to five, maybe ten properties and are operating. So it's kind of like an operations uh, accelerator. And we did the 90-day program. It was great. And we got a lot. We've, uh, you know, built out our own recreation rentals playbook uh, where pretty much our hub lives, and it's been really useful for my assistant. She's been loving the playbook that everything's kind of one resource for her. Um, and yeah, so it's cool to walk away with some tools that you one didn't have the time to build yourself and then, uh, you know, have that kind of given to you is uh, is nice. Yeah. Um, the whole like been there, done that. Like what are three of the top things you learned in that class? <sighs> Systems are sexy. That's the, the number one. That's, that's what they kind of teach. And, and that's, uh, for us, like, you know, always been, being like the last, I would say, you know, since 2019, kind of like in startup mode with the podcast and then also with uh, this new company is that, you know, we know how to make the pieces work, such as, a you know, property management software, uh, a backend software, revenue management, all this other stuff. We know how to make the tech work, but, you know, how do we create systems in place and hiring and onboarding cleaners or maintenance staff and 
Like I just hired our first maintenance guy for our new cabin out in the Snoqualmie Pass. I just hired our first housekeeper and it was super smooth because we had like all the systems like created and put in play from that course. Uh, so systems are really good and key. Like it sucks putting them together, uh, sitting down and putting the time. But as you're going through it, like you realize stuff that you need to change because it's your own business. You can customize it. Um, part or I guess and second thing I learned it's cool. Like I've always been about this. And so it wasn't like really a learning, but it was really cool to see it put in action in a different form was the accountability pod of, you know, every Monday you have a little bit of homework that you do uh, throughout the week. You meet with everybody and you share what your results were. Um, but just seeing the community part of it, like getting to talk to people in Australia and, and then in Texas and all these other places around the world is like, all right, like there's a like-minded group around the world. Uh, that that's in the same boat, right? I'm not in this alone, even though like it feels like you are as a founder, uh, you feel very alone a lot of the time. Um, it, it was, that was kind of like a, a big takeaway for me. So I can't, I don't know if I can give you a third one, but those two are my, my top, like at the front of the brain. Yeah, definitely. Like doc, I mean, we have that problem at Wash and and today it kind of came up in some of the mentor um, madness meetings and just looking for like, how do you document the things that you do so you can transfer that knowledge to other people in your organization as you bring on more people or just like I had this problem today. I created this whole pricing calculator last year that helps us get to um, the pricing we need for, to run Wash B&B with new customers. And because we haven't been onboarding a lot of new customers since we onboarded Front Desk a few months ago uh, because of supply chain issues, we just haven't done a lot of pitching. We haven't done a lot of pricing, a lot of build a lot of reports. And now we've got linens in stock and we're ready to go. And it's like, how do we price things? Oh, <laughs> like go find the spreadsheet and try to like remember all the assumptions and all those things. But if I just had a Google doc open next to me that said, this is the spreadsheet, here's the link to it. Here's the way to use it. And here's like some of the assumptions that you have mapped about it. So you can just quickly do that. It would have saved me 30 minutes instead of looking like a fool in front of my whole team today um, and not be able to do math after six hours of mentor madness meetings either. We were like trying to do algebra on the whiteboard and just wasn't working. <laughs> it's like this just doesn't happen today after these meetings. So, uh, yeah, documentation and community, like leverage other people. Those are big things. 100%. And the documentation part, like I want to kind of visit that because I've been struggling, man. Like this last week, even just documenting how I do things and set up. Like I did a Slack message uh, to one of my teammates, Corey. I was going like, all right, this is how I'm onboarding this owner, this property. Um, this is how we're syncing all the software solutions together, blah, 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 blah. But then I look at that. I'm like, okay, that looks really clean, organized. I love it. I'm going through the process. And there's so many different things that have actually happened that I didn't add in there. But as I'm like, I just don't slow down. I don't know how to slow down because I'm like, I got to get this shit done. Like, I got to go. I gotta, like, we have to get this done. We have a deadline, you know, August 8th all the switches are going on. So I got to, you know, make sure I'm ready. Um, so doc, like taking the time to pause is really hard. And I don't think people understand, like, cause as we're going through like the accelerator course or, or even just talking with other founders, like, like, Oh yeah, you got to document your process, man. Like, okay. You make it sound like it's really easy. Like it's not, you have, you, there's so much work that you have to like the, the fact that you just have to pause and like slow down to do it is hard. Like the hardest part in itself. Um, and I don't think we fully like talk about that one on, uh, yeah, you, you go through the same thing me. Yeah. I don't know what it is. If it's a tablet with a Google doc open right next to you and you're just like, all right, 
I did this. Let me document that. Okay, now I do this and I document that. And I think that's what I've been working on lately. And that's what some of the mentors today too were just saying, you know what, at this stage, don't invest in tools. They're just going to slow you down. Like just keep pushing through, but then have Google Doc open next to you. At the end of the month or the end of the year, you'll have a hundred Google Docs. Half of them won't mean anything to you. Um, but the other half will be the set of documentations that help you put together a playbook to run your business. Because we all, as entrepreneurs, all of it, most, almost all of us want to transfer this busy work into yeah. employees that then we can pay to do busy work that make enough money to run the business. So we can go on to envisioning different things or working on um, troubleshooting, you know, helping new customers along or winning new customers, whatever that may be. Like for Watch B&B, it's a huge roadmap. I can't wait. I'm like, I'm that founder that lives in the clouds. Like my head is just always dreaming. Um, and when I get bogged down by busy work, I'm just, I'm not very productive at it. I'm not that great at it. Like my ADD just like flares up and I was like, you can't sit there in that chair if we do that for another hour. Um, and so it, I'm just learning, like if I don't, am I not disciplined about the documentation process, then I can't help my team do their job very well. And if I can't help them do the, their job very well, then I'm going to be stuck doing all their work. Um, or redoing their work if they're not doing it the right way. And that, that doesn't get me where I want to go. So it's a little bit of like sacrifice, a little bit of discipline, I think. Um, I'm not great at it either. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, but I've hired some good people that are good at it. So that's also the, the key is, is having just amazing people around you. I feel like I just got to start like screen recording my whole laptop the moment I walk into my office at like 530 in the morning and just be like, all right, you guys are going to watch what I do every day. You're just going to watch it. I don't have time. Like part of me just was like, I don't Not that I don't have time. I just don't have the, the capacity to focus on a Google doc to add. So like, as I'm doing stuff, as I'm writing out an email, I'm not going to be like, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like I would take so much time just thinking about writing what I just wrote. Or, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we, um, we finished in Summerfest tech, which is uh, like a new tech event that's attached to Summerfest, the world's biggest music festival. that's in Milwaukee every summer. We finished third in the pitch competition last year. Um, the company that beat us is proceed.app. Um, Andrew's a great founder, really cool thing. And we instantly started using his, even before we like knew we were going to lose to him. So we just like bought his app, like fine. Um, <laughs> so he gave us a discount. And so what we did was start using that because it's a documentation tool that it's kind of like TikTok for business. Um, mm -hmm. You create videos and you can create steps and you can layer over um, information, you can layer like have text information, but basically you're creating a video library of like step-by-step -step stuff you need to do. So for us, we have our documentation library in there of like how we get into our customer accounts. Like we're in a lot of multi-field and family buildings. We need a key code. We need like what stairs, like where is it okay to park without getting a ticket or getting towed? And that has been incredible. So now I'm just thinking as we're talking through this, well, maybe we should just use that or like Loom or something to just start documenting making it easier to document what you're doing. Just set up your phone next to you, start recording, transfer that video into proceed.app and then add a couple steps and say, okay, now every time we do monthly invoicing, not only do you have this like doc attached to it, but you have a video, it kind of just maybe just brings back some, some fresher memories around it. I like that. I like that. It's a good tool. So any founders watching or listening right now, like, you know, take note, you know, pull out your Google doc and take note of what we're talking about. Um, sweet. No, that's cool. I, I'm, I'm enjoying the, the hustle and bustle though like i, I was kind of just uh making a joke um on on uh instagram was like you know these these last few days like august is basically done so 
might as well like start pulling out the Christmas lights, uh, getting ready to get my Halloween costume. And then it's like, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody, and Happy New Year. Like at the end, it's like, because you're already, it feels like it's just rushing so far. But uh, I had an interesting call this morning. And uh, somebody called me and saying, like, hey, we haven't talked in like six months. Hope you're, hope you're good, blah, blah, blah. And then they're talking about, uh, you know, the fact of like the happiness. Like, hey, I am the most happiest I've ever been in my life. Life. This guy's got wife, kids, or kid, and a, a thriving business out in Cabo for property management. And um, just like hearing these things that we're talking about on the podcast, he's like, hey, I heard that episode or this, this, this. Um, this has really helped me. And having like those genuine conversations and like feeling like, okay, after the end of the day, like when I'm up at 5 a.m. Or, or earlier, I'm not going home or going to bed until like, you know, late in the late in, late in the night after working until you know late in the night, uh, sitting down, like being like truly genuinely happy with myself, uh, even though the time is going by so freaking fast. Uh, it's been kind of a cool experience to see with not just me, but like other people, you know, like hearing that that conversation with that guy like he's going through the same thing with the family uh and is like happier than ever um so it's kind of like i don't know i just thought it was a really cool takeaway from all the stuff that we talk about with being a founder and entrepreneur especially in our space like i don't think we have enough openness of like being really happy if that makes sense yeah it's almost like you're not supposed to be very happy if you're not at the level that you think your business should be at. Like, you know, we're 18, 19 months into Wash b now. We started it, you know, kind of launched it at a guesty event in New York City. We were like, oh, man, this is going to be the big, world's biggest rocket ship. And we got a pandemic and all this other fun stuff. And turns out we don't know how to raise money. We don't know how to talk to VCs, um, all this other fun stuff. And and. But I'm also at the same time, like doing the work in my entire career that's made me the happiest. Um, mm. It's not the most glamorous work. It's not the funnest work. I used to work for a craft brewery, traveling the country, like pitching to baseball teams and going to baseball games and drinking beers with chefs and having a blast <laughs> with work too. But like, this is way more fulfilling. So it's also, yeah, it's like, what makes you happy every day? You just have goals you want to get to. You have places you want to go, but don't let that affect your like day to day and go to bed go to bed with a smile on your face as many times as possible. Just find yeah. some, some, some thing to be like, have some moments of gratitude around. For sure. What's that moment for you right now? Ooh, I just, I didn't love it here, man. So excited, but to be in tech stars, to be in Atlanta, to be around surrounded by people that I, I found my tribe, I think for the first time um, in a while. And, and that my tribe is like entrepreneurs people who view the world in like really crazy wild ways and try to bring the whole world along with them into that vision is a lot of fun. Um, and it doesn't seem to matter if you're, comp if you're like competing against each other, if you're um, in completely different spaces, I met the most amazing founder today who has built nothing but digital products um, and sold a huge one to MLB and just, got our business, like got our, the things that we're going to struggle with, the delivery of our product, you know, early stage issues with teams and funds and just was so succinct about it. Mm. That just made me happy. I was like, oh my God, here's somebody that lives my reality, even though they do nothing but digital products and like software development their entire career. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, there's just, I, I mentioned earlier, like this whole thing of like, I just love it here. 
it's last night I was on Twitter way too late and um, the founder of the fold, which is a laundry mat. You're always on Twitter. Like, <laughs> always on Twitter. That's your number one. Your go-to. Twitter is where it's at for the, for the startup game. Okay. Seriously. Twitter got me into clubhouse. It got me an invite to clubhouse. Twitter got me into tech stars last night. A founder who's competitive, founder of the fold, his name's Mark. Awesome guy. Like we connected a few days ago, set a meeting for next week. Um, and his outreach was like, I'm a big fan of Wash Me and Beef, been following along since you launched. I'm like, weird. I've been creeping on your website since I launched because you got the best SEO around short term rental laundry and you're only doing it in one city, uh, Boston. <laughs> like, cool. Like, you're a fan. I'm a fan. Who cares if we compete against you later? We could probably share some good war stories about it. And become friends out of it. And so this happens a few days ago. And last night, it's probably like 1130. I'm on Eastern time zone, which is hard for me. <clears throat> and I get like, he brings me into a, a thread where there's a talk about industrial laundry and somebody just starts describing the, the need for wash B and B. I'm like, mm -hmm. Oh, Hey, this is what we do. He says, actually that company exists. Here's the founder. And we start chatting. turns out the guy worked at Sonder um, he's now, uh, in operations at a business at Casa who we'd love to, you know, talk to invited us to chat with him about potentially doing operations in Chicago with Casa. Um, and just, I mean, that's why I love it here. Like where else in the world, like where else can you be talking with a competitor who then brings you into a potential huge piece of business? Um, and everybody's happy with that. Everybody's like content with it. So like, this is the way the world should work. And there are a lot of things that startups do well, and a lot of things that startups do really bad. But I think the best thing we're doing right now is sort of like pushing competition aside and be like, we compete against ourselves internally. We want to be successful. We want to solve problems. We want to help the environment. Like that's what we need to compete against. We need to compete against the people in the world that like want to keep that down. Yeah. Um, and against other, we should support each other. We should go after each other um, and have a good time with it as best we can. Well, what you just said right there reminds me of like a snippet of Gary V. I don't know if you watch Gary V clips or audio or anything like that. I don't know. Okay. I don't know anything about Gary V. I've always heard of people mention his name. I know the loud clips and things every once in a while. I just have never been a celebrity follower, but I listened to his How I Built This on Monday. I don't know if you've heard it yet. Um, mm -hmm. One guy, Raz, just like he changed my life too. He got me into startups. Um, and the Gary V episode was probably like my top in my top three it was incredible he dropped so much gold the way he thinks about business and values-based approach it, it doesn't match at all with like the outward facing gary yeah. v i think that you see so it's yeah. cool to peer back that layer and be like okay yeah he's he's a true run he's just like me on the inside uh wants to improve things and make it better for the whole world yeah well dude i've been a big fan he's like him and tony robbins are the reason why i started the podcast and uh so like what you just said though ties into a clip that he always goes into and is like People that spend time tearing down other people's buildings, so like competition, coming in, destroying, you know, spitting on your name, talking crap, doing whatever to, to destroy your business or your building, um, you know, are the ones that are always going to be like, it's lonely at the top because you've destroyed everybody's building, right? You have nobody to sit there and enjoy this with versus the people that build other people's buildings. They're like, hey, man, like, let's go. Like, great. Like that guy giving you that, bringing you to that Twitter thread and saying, hey, you're not competition. Like, I'm going to build your building and hopefully you'll do the same favor um you know when it comes to when it comes to that and it's not like just being a part of each other's journey like building each other up um it's super incredible and i think you know when you're always putting 
like a lot of people talk about business being relationships and I get that like business, like your network is your net worth. Um, and that means relationships in the sense of like, how do you treat people? How's your integrity? Are, are you, are you genuinely like a person that cares or are you like, do you true color show when it, money gets involved and it means that you have to lose a little bit of money or you're not making the top dollar because whatever little reason happens, right? Like, I think that shit like to me is way more important. Like just he hearing that like vacation rent, like I get to be on a call as a podcaster with other vacation rental managers, whether in the same market or not, and talk about ideas and talk about thoughts and where the industry is going and like be genuinely open about our business model and how things are actually running on the internal and they are the same way is really cool. Like you don't get that anywhere. Like you, you just don't like marketing agencies are competing against other marketing agencies they're all secretive. They don't show the clients. They do this. They do that. Like versus the vacation rental industry, the hospitality space in general. For most of it, and there's a couple of bad apples out there, but like are are genuinely like really about building a full on community. And I think that's what's really cool about our space. Do you think that maybe the, some of that's driven by the trauma of working in travel and hospitality? Like we have nine eleven, you go to zero. You have global pandemic, you go to zero. You got. Um, what was the, you have the financial crisis. You, you go to, you go from a hundred to 60, you didn't go to zero that time, but like uh, there's so much trauma, like in travel and hospitality and service and bad guests and um, you know, failed deals and things like that. And not that other industries don't have trauma, but like yeah. going from 100 to zero over and over. I mean like the pandemic, we talked about that in my first episode and, it, and I came to the, that realization in that moment while we we're talking about it, like I went to zero and I was at 150. I was at 200. Yeah. You know, we we're you know supposed to have the big um, Democratic National Convention. You know, we're like tens and like, ten, like hundreds of thousands of dollars were easily wiped off. You know, Milwaukee's short-term rental like ecosystem like that. So maybe maybe it's around the trauma. One thing I, I wrote something down from that um, Gary V. How I built this that I, I can't stop thinking about, and it floored me. It just gave me like goosebumps when he said it. So I'm gonna read it. Um, when you realize you mean nothing, but you aspire to mean as much as humanly possible, mm -hmm. you create a very interesting perspective framework that makes things a lot easier. Mm. I love that. Gary V is like, that's like I, I thought that like really summed up not knowing a lot of his, you know, personality and, and things yeah. also. But when you aspire to be the most important thing or the most valuable thing in the world, well, whoever it is to your family, to your fans, to your business, to your employees, like whoever it is, you you aspire to be the best at something to somebody. Mm -hmm. And when you realize that it just, that's not it. Like that's not who you're ever going to be. It just makes things easier in your head. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think he said that um, the comparison was that uh, when he dies, all the fans, the millions of people that listen to him and, you know, spend money on his products and things like that. He's like six people will post a tribute video Everybody else will forget about Gary Vee, you know, a month later and maybe, you know, 30 people will be really upset and, and broken and, and take a long time to grieve. But he's like the rest of the world, all these like millions of people that follow me and things, they won't care. They'll just be gone. Yeah. Well, another like different thing, like a little bit off the not on the death side of like gone and being being missed and stuff, but is uh I was on I, I have you, you, you scroll through tick uh, through Twitter at night. I scroll through TikTok. Because uh, it's like one of my like just like shutdown moments where I'm just like, all right, zone out. And uh, there's this one, and it's a different kind of perspective, and it helped dr drive me because like 
I was kind of thinking, you know, I, I was at the office at 5 a.m. I didn't get home until about 7.30 or 8. I had dinner. I get to my couch, and I'm like, what the hell was today? Like, I it was kind of just, like, processing it all and scrolling through this TikTok, and it goes, nobody's coming. Nobody's going to come and tell you to turn off Netflix. Nobody's going to tell you to not zone out on your phone. Nobody's going to, you know, push you to get that task done before the deadline. Nobody's there to really, like, nobody's coming. It's all on you. You have no choice but to go do it and if you don't do it like that's on you and that's like a a big like the realization for me is that you know when it comes to entrepreneurism and founders and like the story of of creating a a business and a product nobody told you to go out there and do it but then also nobody else is keeping you accountable in the sense of like i don't know it's probably different as you get a team and you get bigger and you have a lot more you know responsibility in the sense of if you don't do what you do, your other people can't do what they do. Um, but at the end of the day, like you have to make that internal decision to, to move forward and like understand the value. Like, I don't know. I'm just trying to tie it to what you're talking about get with Gary Vee. Um, but I don't know. It's just an interesting play. Like you mean nothing. So that's why you should strive to do everything to bring the value. Like, I don't know. I don't know exact words. If you want to read it again, that'd be great. But uh, like you mean nothing. Like, you have no value. Nobody's coming. Like you have, you're on your own in the sense of, I don't know. I just putting those two together in my head. It sounds a lot better, but yeah. When you realize you mean nothing, yeah. but you aspire to mean as much as humanly possible, you create a very interesting perspective framework that makes things easy. Mm. I love that. It's just, I, I think the untethered soul was is a book that like really changed my life. And I read it at a very difficult time that I was going through. And, and I I love that his framework for that is you're an insignificant piece of dust on the, in the sands of time in this immensely vast world and universe, like you really are completely insignificant and the history time, like your life means nothing. (laughs) And I think that's kind of what Gary Vee is like getting to too, is that, in the universe and the vastness of space, like earth is insignificant. The solar system is insignificant. Like your blip on this earth is like so insignificant, but you can also make so much out of it. You can make so much feelings. You can drive, you know, so much internal happiness um, and external too, and create value and create things for people and create lasting, um, you know, lasting, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? impact but your reputation one of those words can't think today uh but like to me that's just a good framework to 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 keep in perspective it does make things easier for me when i think of things that i'm uh, grieving or something um or something doesn't go my way it's so easy to think like i just like put my head back and be like okay space is big and i mean nothing so this one thing that went wrong today this one person that won't see the world the way i want them to see it or this one investor that declined you know, after giving the perfect pitch, it's really doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to, to me. It doesn't matter to the world. It doesn't matter to the universe. Everything's just going to keep marching on and going the same way. So, you know, live, live some wholesome things, make that easier. And and hopefully that, that have, provides a framework to help move forward. Yeah. And another one, like not to quote Gary Vee throughout the whole episode, but I think should. <laughs> we should, uh, is that, you know, it's okay to enjoy the process. Like, enjoy it you know that means failures that means like and i've taken this a lot seriously a lot more seriously recently just like 
enjoying the process a lot more, but like being able to not dwell like on the good and the bad. Like, yes, it's like as we sign a property, it's great to celebrate and like congratulate the team, give high fives all around, share it with LinkedIn or whatever. But then like, okay, now, now it's like move on. Don't like don't dwell on that dwell in that celebration because tomorrow COVID nineteen two point five or whatever can happen and we could lose twelve point seven. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. All of it, like we could lose it again. So like don't dwell like in the it's like take time to enjoy the process with the bad, the good, and and like I think like the days like I have like I struggle with depression. Like, okay, I need to, you know, like even though I'm happy, I'm never I've been happier in my life because I'm living my life at my own terms, not on anybody else's expectations of how I should have lived my life, you know, going to become a pastor or do all this other stuff. Like I'm truly happy, but there's these days where it's like, you know. You have to like, in, like it's part of the process. Like some days are harder than others because your body, your mind, something part of you is telling you like, hey, I need to rest. I need to be done. Like I, I can't, can't do this today. Um, and that's part of the process. And I hate it. And it gets me frustrated. And I'm like, why the hell am I struggling with this? Like I don't even know why I'm sad um, or whatever. Um, it it gets it gets part of like it makes me feel better knowing like okay, tomorrow we're doing this over. Enjoy it. Like today. Uh, a bunch of new shows went on Netflix, so I guess this is what we're doing. Like we have to, you know, we have to find a way to to enjoy it. So I think it's kind of a, a good reminder. Yeah, my my fiance was reading a book a while ago that I want to read. It's called Moody Bitches, um, and it's about like I, I don't I haven't read the book, so I'm just taking you know what she told me about it. But it's it has a lot to do with um, hormones and how they're designed actually to keep we live like very cyclical lives. Like we have circadian rhythms. Um, there's another word for like the daily rhythm of our life. And I kind of like figured out that operating in periods of like high intensity, low intensity are really good for me, not mm-hmm. just on micro scales, but also on grand scales. So like maybe I'm going to bust my ass for wash me for five years or six years and hopefully be able to sell it or have like some moment where I can take, you know, another two or three years off to like learn and read. Um, and Moody bitches really talk about that in terms of like depression and therapies and how we're not just letting people feel their feelings anymore. We're, we're, we're labeling it as depression or we're labeling it as like, you have some big chemical imbalance. Well, guess what? Sometimes those chemical imbalances are like what we need. We should have some osculation in our, in our moods and things. Um, And I don't think that, that there's a risk of, of being like, Hey, you're being insensitive to people that are, you know, clinically depressed and do have like significant issues. I don't think that's what this is about. This is just saying, sometimes we just need to feel our feelings and we just shouldn't, we shouldn't like rush to to feel perfect all the time because if we feel perfect all the time, like what does perfect even feel like anymore? Like what does happiness feel like anymore? If you don't understand what feeling sad feels like or feeling, you know, disappointed or all the other things, the emotions that we have and those emotions are part of our nature and part of what we do. So just live it, feel it. You're insignificant. You're a blip of sand in the, in the, in the shifting sands of time. So just, you know, to try to try to let that framework, you know, get you out and um, be sad. It's okay. Be happy. It's okay. Celebrate good moments. Um, but when you fail or when things don't go your way, it's not the end of the world. Hopefully, um, and if it is, you know, you're just a grain of sand and drifting off to the next galaxy. So, I love that. Well, I I also saw like I, I know we got to wrap up this episode, but uh, I saw a noiseware. Um, one of the uh, the chief of staff, she goes, you know, we did something really unique. At, She's uh, awesome, by the way. Sorry to cut you off there. But Christine's awesome. Christine's amazing. She's so fun. Uh, when I met her in person in 2019 before, yeah, it was, no, it was early 2020. Yeah, it was January. 
um such a fun like fun time like so much energy um but she was like hey we we did something unique for and different for the first time at noise aware it's like we took a wednesday off holy crap we took ever everyone had the day off and it was cool to see the slack messages come through about what people were doing with their time off like going a walk on the park or um playing with their kid or going to the museum or something like that and uh and i saw an adam uh, i think it's adam grant right it's like not adam gant it's adam grant yeah it's adam grant um who's like a big i think he's a philosopher slash author slash entrepreneur slash a bunch of other stuff um and he goes you know like we like we get sick days but we never get like you know sad days or days like we we don't like ask you know to to take a day off because we're not in a good mood like but that's like human nature like we do have those days like there's days where daniel or will or whoever's listening doesn't feel up to like they don't have the mental capacity to actually like get get to work and and pr- be productive and produce a good value of work quality of work um and so like talking about that concept of like maybe we should allow like days like like a personal day that just allows you to do what you need to do in order to perform the way you normally do i don't know it's, it's an interesting concept i think you know it's definitely needed because like you just said we we have those days it's like it's okay like just let your body and mind process the way it does yeah did you see the um the bumble announcement of their new pto policy um that this going to affect I circulated to my team. Actually, Marion um, saw it and I um, was talking with my fiance about it. And I was like, if you want to have a baby, you got to go work for Bumble. <laughs> so, but um, if Great it, yeah, it's amazing. Like what they're doing in terms of like empowerment of women and, and wow. leadership wow. is just so, so cool. The only and, I use because of that. Yeah. I'm like, just kidding. I'm not on dating apps anymore. I deleted them. All. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the, the crazy thing is it's like, six months maternity paternity leave like 90 days off if you're a victim of domestic violence minimum um lots of other like benefits that come in play uh, met like unlimited vacation but not just unlimited vacation that nobody ever takes and you don't get accrual for which is a scam but unlimited vacation with like minimal vacation minimum vacation days for everybody um like required you must take off this number of days to work here um, and one thing I think that we're struggling with and anybody listening, feel free to, to let me know how this happens and email me or Twitter me, whatever you want to do. Um, when does that start at a startup? Like when does, when do you start watch me? is going to be a four day work week company. Like I'm sold hundred percent. There's no way that that doesn't happen right now. That can't happen because I can't, I have to work seven days a week and most of my team has to work at least five. Uh, like when does the cool stuff happen around like taking care of people mentally? Like um, I really want to know. I'm, I'm intellectually very curious of, of how you start implementing those things and how you actually change a culture. So you don't just develop the next big giant corporation. That's like killing people on stress and, you know, yeah. bad diets and, and not having the, the mental holidays that they need. I think until then you just do it case by case, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm willing to, I'm willing to bear that brunt on my shoulders for now. Yeah. But I know like in sometime in the near future, I want to be able to hire people and say, you're going to work four days a week and you're going to have a three day weekends for every day you work here. And you're going to make the same salary as you've worked five days a week or seven days a week, whatever. And you're going to have lots of PTO and you're going to be able to do the things that you need to do in life to make you happy. And we're going to take care of you um, and you're going to take care of yourself. And hopefully that all meshes together and you take care of your responsibilities to watch B&B and you're bought in and you want to see this company succeed and you want to see our customers succeed and you really want to go hard 
um, and go fast that way. Yeah. I think that's the like, to me, there's no, this is a hypothesis, but to me, there's no labor problem in the US. There is a job, there's like a quality of job problem in the US. And companies that have great are rated highly to work, they're not they're not saying like, oh, it's impossible to hire people right now. Like, I just I, I don't think that there's an issue, um, but there is an issue in figuring out how to pay people um, to do that. And so, some things like some old company structures just have to go away for for new people like us to come in and say, mm-hmm. say go. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, that's a whole another like that's probably episode three, you know, for yeah. For- so I, I think we should we should definitely bring that in to another episode. Uh, just going to put that out there for all the listeners, the watchers, whatever. Um, if you like the conversations we're having, let us know in the comments of like whatever social media platform you're seeing or DM us or email us or do whatever, because we'd love to, one, bring you in on the conversation, two, uh, continue on with the, with the flow of, of what's actually really burning your guys' ears, like what really makes you excited to, to talk about this stuff. So I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, uh, we got to wrap it, but we're going to bring in some some other founders that are going through tech stars in the short term rental space in the next few weeks. Excited to hear their stories. Um, excited to keep going on these topics and being vulnerable with each other. Um, even though we're many states apart now, three time zones apart, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep figuring this out. This is awesome. Thanks, Will. Of course. Thanks, Daniel. And we'll see you guys all again very soon. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of slick talk the hospitality podcast i could not be more thankful that you chose my podcast to listen to today now i also couldn't be more thankful for the amazing partners and sponsors i have for the show we have hostfully.com noiseaware.com and safely.com and you can check out more about my sponsors on the slick talk website where i have the sponsors and partners page now thank you for tuning in and enjoy another episode What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast.